Hello and welcome to episode 23 of When Life Gives You Lemons, Go Vegan. I'm your host, Corinne, and this week I was blessed to interview the wonderful Jean Schumacher from Jean Schumacher Plant Powered, the YouTube channel. And she was great. And it was a really interesting interview because this week we did a double interview. So Jean interviews me and I interview Jean. Jean is also known as the starch queen. She loves starches and she loves all things John McDougall, Neil Barnard, all these amazing plant-based doctors who wrote books like The Starch Solution and The Cheese Trap and Power Foods for the Brain. She does some incredible work with her starchqueenweightloss.com program and Starch Queen's website. And yes, you definitely should check her out on YouTube, on Facebook, on social media, any place you can find her as the Starch Queen. I love this interview. Jean, I'm so grateful that you came on my show and that I came on your show. And the website I was talking about is starchqueens.net. So check her out there. She has all of your weight loss needs catered for. She's been doing this for a long time now. She's an absolute pro. And yeah, this is the episode. So check it out. Oh, Sorry, I also want to talk that she had come from a background of being regularly unwell, exhausted, headaches, overweight, high blood pressure, thyroid syndrome. So this lifestyle has done so much for Jean's health as well. She's not just a super YouTube celebrity. She also has transformed her own health and well-being with this way of eating. So listen in. Hi, Jean. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi. I'm doing well. And you? Yeah, I'm great. So I just want to, I've given you a little bit of an introduction. Do you want to just introduce yourself a bit more? Okay. Well, I'm Jean Schumacher. I am, I call, I call myself the Starch Queen of Diamonds, or actually my partner calls me that. And I call her the Starch Queen of Hearts. We're called the Starch Queens because we're all about eating plant-based and getting those carbs in, those starches, and using that as a base for your life. So I'm the starch queen of of diamonds because I like the facts. Give me the facts, okay? And and I will educate you. I'm an educator. I teach uh, chemistry, environmental science, biology, and uh, and now I'm switching over to teaching plant-based education. So... The starch queen of diamonds. I actually really love that. <laughs> and the starch queen of hearts. Um, that is so awesome. So, how did you stumble across this way of eating? Like, tell us your story. Oh wow. Well, I think my whole life I've always been overweight, and it, with my family, my whole family, both sides of my family have been obese and still are. And the last wedding I went to it was like, oh my gosh, they're, they're, everybody's huge everybody's gotten bigger. I mean, even bigger. So, you know, we've always struggled in my family with weight. So that's part one. But what started me was a trip to the emergency room. And I think we all have to have that aha moment. Unfortunately. Yes. (laughs) We all have to have that aha moment. And I did. I had that aha moment and um, it was a trip to the emergency room. I had 105 degree fever. I don't know what that is in Celsius, but high, very high. high. Yeah. High. Yeah, very high. And 
my blood pressure was off the charts. I should have had a stroke at some point, but my body didn't. And the woman who took care of me, who is the medical doctor and was not only a doctor, but a nutritionist. So she kept coming in every time she would see me. She kept asking about the food. What am I eating? And what am I consuming? Yeah. And it's really started me on this, this journey. And when I got out of the hospital, I went to see her as a nutritionist. And from that point, she started me on prevent and reverse heart disease by Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. I interviewed him last week for the show. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's so amazing. He is. He's incredible. So I started with that book and I haven't looked back. And then Forks Over Knives came out. So this was a while ago. Yeah. How many years ago was that? Um, it was about 2009. So, so, you know, I never did find out what made me so sick. Don't really care because it changed my life for the better. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of my story. So, but also too, my, uh, for me, it's changed a lot of, a lot of my, my life and, and changed my health, changed my husband's health. He had um, had, I say had MS. So didn't, didn't you, I think in your story, you shared that you. Yes. So tell me more about your husband's story, if that's okay. If he's okay, if you can share that. I'd love to hear. Um, Yeah. He was diagnosed with MS. And uh, after we went plant-based, no symptoms. It's gone. Um, We haven't had any, you know, scans, you know, to see if, it's completely gone because we have no symptoms. Gone is gone in my book. And I really don't want to subject him to any more, you know, the radiation and stuff like that to get like an MRI or whatever. Um, another thing that we did also was when we first got married, because this is round two for both of us. And when we first got married, which is, you know, just about when we, you know, 2009 is when we got married. Uh, we started how somehow got onto the topic of mercury because I had been reading about the MS and mercury. And, you know, one of the things for people my age, I'm 57. So people my age were getting these mercury amalgams in their mouth. Yes. So, I mean, the dental industry is quietly tiptoed away from using these, but my husband didn't get them, you know, he never got them replaced. I, was very fortunate that I had a chemistry teacher that was very insightful and knew right away about the issues with mercury and especially to the human body and suggested if you have any of these as soon as you can get them out. So as soon as I got graduated from college and had money, because I was one of those poor college students, I put myself through school and, and uh, I, I had them taken out right away. And so I was in my early 20s, you know, when I had mine uh, removed and replaced with, with porcelain. So my husband and I were immediately, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm the dentist. Hello? Hi. We need to get these out now. And so we, it, we took a progression of three months because he wasn't going to do them all at one shot. So, because he had like nine of them. So I think that was another issue, uh, you know, with the MS as well. That's just me from the research and, and reading that I've been doing, especially the toxins. I, I uh, teach a lot about toxins. I teach a lot about metals. I teach about the issues with the metals in our bodies. So I think helping him to get rid of that 
And uh, we did a lot of chelation afterwards to help him get rid of, you know, the mercury. Um, so, so, sorry, what was that? So we did a, a process called chelation. Chelation, chelation is a way to, because once you have the, the, the metals in your body, literally you want to attach this, the, the particles. You need something to attach it to escort it out the body. And that's what the process of, of chelation is. So, okay. I've never heard of that before. It's really interesting. So how do you do that? Well, there's a couple of ways, um, but one of them in particular that's really, you know, fits in totally with plant-based living is cilantro and several different herbs like that, that you, it, the cilantro just attaches itself to the mercury, you know, and just helps to escort it right out. So there's several different ways that you can do it. So would you have that juice, juice to a whole or in a salad? Well, just, uh, we eat, we eat a lot of cilantro. We do. Um, I'm not a big fan of juicing. I mean, unless you're yeah, no, I, I don't either. I just was wondering about the chelation, like how the process works. I don't juice. No, I'm not a big fan of it because I think we need to digest, you know, the digestion, yeah, the digestion process starts here. The chemistry starts here in, in our mouth. I can't help it. I'm a chemistry teacher. I can't. It's, no, you know, go ahead. I'm enjoying it. So, it's, you know, our digestion process starts here. And, and if you bypass this, you're bypassing a huge amount. I mean, and it's not to say that there's juicing doesn't have a place, especially like, you know, if you're really, really sick and you can't eat and you need to get the nutrients into your body, that's a great, you know, great way to, to hyper aliment, you know, alimentation is, is great. So it's always a good one. But um, so what about you? Do, I mean, within your journey, uh, okay, so I haven't actually told my journey. I think I've told bits of my journey on this podcast, but not too much. So I was diagnosed in 2004, but I'd been very unwell for probably six years before, probably, probably eight years before then. So from 16, I got glandular fever and I just was a tired, sick, overweight. I, I was obese. I was... um. I was always in chronic pain. I had fibromyalgia. I, yeah, so I was, you know, I was a wreck. I was a wreck. So I was 24 and a wreck. And then I woke up and I was just numb down the right-hand side of my face. And I think I always say left hand, but it was actually my right hand. I just get my left and right confused. But it was my right hand. And then I went to work and because I was working um as a, a care support worker for people with um, disabilities. And I was ma making a bed of one of my clients and I put my hands under the bed and when I pulled them out from under the blankets, my, it was really bizarre. My, my fingers just like water was running down my arm, but my hand went numb from my fingertips all the way up to my, just up to my elbow. It was very weird because it was just in the space of, I woke up with their face and then, yeah, about four, three or four hours later, my hand just, yeah, it was very strange, um, was numb. And so then, you know, there was lots and lots of back and forth with different doctors and I had to get a second opinion because the first doctor said, I don't think anything is wrong with you. And I was like, eh. you know, <laughs> I think something is wrong with me. <laughs> But, you know, I kind of did think, oh, everyone was saying, oh, you know, you're 24, it might just be a pinched nerve in your neck. And I thought, well, I don't know, maybe. 
So it was a long back and forth. And then they thought I had a stroke because the CAT scan looked like a stroke because you couldn't, it wasn't detailed enough to see the rest of the lesions. It only caught the big one that was causing the... The side. The yeah. side, the numbness. Um, once I had the MRI, so it was probably about a, a month really of period of time. Um, that's when they found all of the multiple lesions, the multiple scarring that is multiple sclerosis. So from then I basically, I got in the mail information about the swank diet um, in the post. Ah. Mm. Along with the other drugs, interferon-based drugs that were... Well, at least you got that. I know, and that's like a miracle. I think they even Uh, send that out now. They wouldn't send that in the mail now. Yeah. No, because if you go onto the MS Society website, they teach you about how to live with MS. I know. We, we didn't want to live with MS. No, me neither. Me neither. Right. Mm, so I read that and I thought this this is because I was kept thinking of why would my body, a young woman's body, suddenly do this? Like it makes sense that I'm doing something Eating something, or you know, same what you're saying. The toxins in my, I changed all of my personal care products. You know, I changed all of those things as well, and I thankfully didn't have any mercury fillings. But I really that made sense to me that it was something I was doing. A perfectly healthy baby doesn't just start out of nowhere attacking its own brain. You know, like. But my neurologist kept saying, "There's no science in diet. There's no science in diet. There's no science. Eat whatever you want." Just take the drugs, eat whatever you want. So for, I did the, the diet very poorly for the first four years because he kept everyone go. He'd say, just, oh, don't be ridiculous. There's no science. Eat whatever you want. And so I would be like, oh, I do love cake. So I'll go and eat cake then. And I would get sicker. Surprise, surprise. Every time I was on the diet, I would get better. Surprise, surprise. So in 2008, I woke up numb from the waist down. Um, I was very, I was smoking back then as well. So I had a very stressful exam. And so I know that the stress was what triggered that attack specifically because I was very, I was very stressed the day before. And when I went to bed, I had numb legs and I thought maybe I'd just been sitting for a very long time. So I didn't think much of it, but I woke up and they were more numb, much more numb and I couldn't feel anything because I was So that day I went to the doctor and I had to have steroid, intravenous steroids. And he said, you know, like it's been four years, you've been mucking about, you're supposed to be on these medication. If you don't go on medication today, you're going to get sicker and sicker until you die. Wasn't that nice? Actually, it wasn't my, it was a fill-in neurologist, my neurologist. But he would have given me the exact same message. He'd been giving me the exact same message for years. But the drugs just didn't make sense to me when I read the studies and I was a re- I was social work then, so I was doing all research subjects, research subjects. So I knew how to research. I knew how to go find the actual published papers on these medications. I knew how to do all that. So I had, and I just, they just didn't make sense compared to what Swank was saying about his study. It made so much more sense. So long story short, I heard him say that and I really struck me and I don't, I don't know why I just thought you arrogant man how dare you, how dare you tell me what's my future holds like you're Nostradamus you know like you hold my my whole life in your hands you have so much power over vulnerable scared terrified people and the message is don't think about food just take this that's ridiculous and negligent in my personal 
opinion. Like definitely if you want to do both, go for it. If you're not, if you want to do both, it's not my journey to tell you what, yeah, it's not my place to tell you how to live your life. But I didn't personally want to do both. And I just really believed in my heart that food was the thing. Obviously mindfulness and exercise, those things, but that food was a massive, massive piece. And so I went whole food, plant-based vegan. Well, I went on the swank, so I ate seafood back then um, and egg whites. So I did that from then, from then, from then and then in 2000 and early 2012 when I had my son, my son was a baby, I transitioned to a vegan. Now, a v- when you had your son, because they say people with MS, especially women, will have attacks afterwards. Did you have an attack afterwards? No, I didn't have any attacks afterwards. I have had no attacks since 2008 when I went. When I left that when I left that emergency room and that doctor said that, I I said, okay, I'll show you, pal. <laughs> and you did. And have you gone back since? No. And other doctors have said, go back and get it. I don't want another MRI. To me, that's just no. But I agree. But you I need to go back go and back. just say, go back and just you know, hey, look at this. I know, <laughs> pal. <laughs> I will. I, I think I will now because I am. I don't want to have to pay for the thing, but I just want to say, you know, you you told me catch him in the parking lot ten years ago. You told me that I would be sicker than I was ten, you know, and dead or dead. And now I'm great. Feel the best I ever have. Thank you for nothing. <laughs> so that's my story. But yeah, I, well, I I didn't. I stopped eating eggs and seafood once I had my son because that was for that was for ethical that was an ethical decision but yeah well even you know McDougal goes in and talks more about you know the MS you know what what he's refined the swank diet even more Mm. you know to eliminate the the animal products so yeah well so I um there's a doctor here called Dr. George Jelinek who is amazing but he he adopted adapted the swank diet so that didn't add I think the swank allows you to have egg eventually. I think he allows you to have chicken eventually. So he cuts out that, but he's he's just still having the seafood, a bit of seafood for omega-3s. But I get my omega-3s fine from flax and hemp and chia seeds and whatever, so walnuts. So I've got no problems. Excellent. Excellent. That's, That's great. That's story. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I mean, for my story, I, I, you know, once I got out of the hospital, I had been, you know, still obese. Um, at that point. And, uh, you know, I started losing weight. My issue was high blood pressure and thyroid, uh, fatty liver syndrome. My doctor said to me, looked me straight in the eye and said, you are going to be on this thyroid medication for the rest of your life. And, you know, because when I looked at her, she gave me this prescription. I'm like, well, how long do I have to take this? And she's like, "Mm, yeah, the rest of your life. And I'm like, what? What, what, what do you mean forever? She's like, you know, yeah, for sure. You're going to be taking this for the rest of your life. Cause once your thyroid starts, you know, shutting down, you've got to have this synthetic thyroid in your body. So then I started researching it because that's what I do. <laughs> I research and I learn, I read. And then I started bringing her things and saying, okay, here's your homework. Read this, read this study, read this report. Uh, we're going to have a call, call me, you know, and then I wouldn't hear from her. And I'd be like, I'd call the office and say, she hasn't called me. 
I, I need to have a conversation with her. Do I need to call her mother? She hasn't done her homework. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> no, and she would. I mean, she, we would have a conversation about it. And she's like, yeah, this might, yeah, this is interesting. So it really changed her. And it took me a while to break her in. Because especially to do things like blood work, like I wanted a, a C-reactive protein test on my body. And, and I said, yeah, I'd like to have this repeated in like six months. And she's like, why? Because I want to see if there's changes. <laughs> She's like, well, in my 25 plus years of being a doctor, I've never seen a change. Humor me. Humor me. And she's like, well, the insurance might not pay for it. And because it's an expensive test and la, 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 la. And I'm like, whatever. Humor me. Six months, it did change. And you know what her response was? <laughs> It's probably a bad test. <laughs> yeah, of course. Bad blood work. Bad blood work. So, okay. yeah. So, and, and when my thyroid finally did heal. So how, and, how did you, did you have an, a further test to show that? Yeah, it had, yeah. the blood work, and the blood work came back and she's like, your thyroid doesn't seem to be having any issues. I think we need to discontinue this medication. I'm like, what? What? Excuse me? <laughs> what was that? No, and she's like, and again, the same thing. I'm seeing a theme here. Uh, she said, no, I think it was a bad blood test. That, that, that round of blood work was not good. I'm like, really? C- couldn't couldn't okay, possibly no. be a plant-based diet? <laughs> Do I not get any credit for this at all? You know, so, you know, at this point, I think I'm down. I still have more weight to lose, but I think I'm down, um, you know, about almost 100 pounds. So congratulations. Yeah. That's so good. How do you feel? Oh, amazing. Especially because my day, I'm, I'm, I have so much energy and especially because I've been doing a lot of, of work with caloric density and teaching people about caloric density. So I started like living what I teach. And so I've upped a lot of my greens and eating a lot more greens. And it's amazing. The leafy greens and the power of them. They're just, it's incredible. And the energy that I have, I mean, I teach full time. And so my day starts about six o'clock in the morning. And then I go all day teaching a full class load. And then after school, I have after school activities at at school. And so I usually get home 536. And then I'm usually doing something in the evening if I'm not interviewing other people (laughs) being interviewed or we're doing, um, I do webinars, I, I do teaching, I do classes, I lecture around the area. Uh, on a variety of topics, you know, related to changing your health destiny. So, and, you know, my day usually ends between 11, 12 o'clock at night, and then I get up and start it again. And usually I don't get sick, you know, it's, and if I do, it's rare. You know, like right now we've got a plague going through the school. I mean, everybody's sick. And I just have a little bit of, I don't know, something in my sinuses, whatever, but everybody else is like coughing, hacking, sneezing. I mean, they walk around, they're walking around looking like death warmed over. Not me. I'm just ready to go. <laughs> I'm around. So, you know, you know, and the energy that I have is phenomenal. It really is. So, you know, and what I love about this is because this has had a huge impact on my life. I mean, in terms of, I mean, obviously changing it for my health, that's, that, that's a given. But like my friends, my circle of friends have changed and it's been, it's been huge because 
before my friends, uh, you know, that I've known from different parts of my life, it's not that I don't hang out with them, but my God, they're so sick. (laughs) Like, I don't want to hear it, you know, and it's not to say that I'm some super fit person. No, but I like to bike. I like to kayak. I like to hike. And my friend, most of my friends from before, they can't keep up with me. I mean, not to say that I'm out, you know, I'm going to go climb Mount Everest or something, but my friends can't, can't keep up with me. So it's like, okay, I need new friends. (laughs) (laughs) Kayak with me and, and bike and hike and stuff like that. And, you know, when I, we go up to, uh, we have a place up here called Cape Cod and I just love it because it's near the beaches, but it's got so many different ecosystems, you know, from, from a meadow and beaches and different types of beaches from from kettle ponds, which are glacial form, to you know Atlantic Ocean, huge waves, cold water, to bay sides, which is pay- protected, just beautiful. So it's stunningly beautiful. It is. It's 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 a magical place. It really is. So I like to spend a lot of time up there. But you know, and there's biking all over the place. There's bike paths and and whatnot. So, but my friends can't. I mean, not to say that I'm going out biking a hundred miles in a day but they can't even keep up five, 10 miles. I mean, and it's like, really? You can't bike? Oh no, I haven't ridden a bicycle in 20 years. I'm like, really? <sighs> okay. But so, so my friends, my circle of friends have changed. There are people now who can, you know, keep up with me <laughs> and do things because I'm, I'm very active and I'd like to be active. So, you know, it's not to say that I won't pick up a phone and call my friends that are not, but I just, I get tired of hearing about, oh, yeah, I'm just diagnosed with, you know, with seizures. And yeah, I just had a stroke. And yeah, I got cancer. And it's like, not me. Well, I'm going out kayaking. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> you know, they're on the medical, what I call the medical treadmill. So it's, that has, that's changed my life huge. Because my circle of friends has just completely changed. And it's changed my life because, you know, now I start, um, I, I've started a weight loss program for other people to to learn how and educate because I'm a big educator and I've written a curriculum that'll blow you away because we talk about all the different facets. It's not just the food because that's part of it, but it's what I call the trifecta approach. You have to change the food, you have to change the drink, you have to change the environmental toxins. You know what goes in and on your body. You've got to change those, but also you have to exercise. So. We help people to learn about that. Even if you're just, you know, moving, you know, walking, just, you know, that's a great exercise. You know, it's not to say I'm going out and bench pressing, you know, 500 pounds in a day. No, that's not what this is about. But I've started doing uh, these programs. It's, um, it's called, we call it the Starch Queen. So it's starchqueensweightloss.com. And it's amazing. It really is. It's, it's, uh, we have a great group of people. Most of them are women <clears throat> that need to lose weight, but losing weight is a side effect of this. Mm. A great side effect. <laughs> it's awesome. It is a great side effect. Because I don't count calories. I don't count carbs. I don't, no portion control. I mean, when I eat, I eat. And I love to eat. Oh, <laughs> I, because I should be the first one to go, hi, I'm Gene Schumacher. I'm a food addict, you know. And I am. I mean, it's true. It's true. And even still today, I mean, I'm still learning about how to wrap my head around the addiction because it is. 
And I think of, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Andrew Spud Fitzgerald. I was just going to yeah. say, I knew you were going to talk about him. Yes. Yeah. Well, he realized it. He realized yeah. he had, and I did an interview with him too. Yeah. Um, wow. He's, yeah, he's done, he's, he realized he had an addiction and, you know, and, and that's the same. And it, it lights up your brain. Yeah, it's, it lights up your brain, this addiction, whether you're doing the fat, the sugar, the salt, you know, especially, you know, for me, salt was a huge one and it still is. I'm super uber salt sensitive. And it's a journey. I mean, and everybody's got a little bit of different biochemistry in terms of how they process and deal with things. So, you know, like my partner in crime, Nancy, who's the, the queen of hearts, she can't handle caffeine at all. I can't handle super, caffeine at all. Yeah. Even so, chocolate, like dark chocolate, that stimulant in this, this yeah. similar stimulant, and it just makes me jittery. And yeah, and I love chocolate, but it hates me. Yeah, well, it doesn't love you back. So, no, <laughs> yeah. well, salt is for me. I mean, I, potato chips. I mean, and even today, like if you put potato chips in front of me, I'm down. Don't get between me and the bowl, you'll get hurt. <laughs> Just going to say it, you know, yeah, yeah. but I just make sure I don't put my, I try not to put myself in that, in that path. situation. Yeah, exactly. So I carry my food with me at all times and, and I always pack more than I can eat because there may be, a, you know, a time where I have to stay at campus for, for whatever reason, or I have to go, I tutor as well. Um, I don't want that to happen where I end up needing to eat and not having food available because I can't eat, you know, regular food anymore because it'd make me sick. My blood pressure will go off the charts within a small amount of salt. It's, it's crazy. So I'm, I use absolutely no salt at all, at all. So even if you, be- even if you just have one, like, let's just say you occasionally had like one salty meal that, oh, that would change. I, let me just tell you, when we were yeah, building please. this house and we gutted the house completely. And so we, you know, the kitchen was gutted. There was nothing. I mean, we took everything out. We completely redid it. So we were eating out a lot. We went to this restaurant local here and I went in and got soup and a salad, black bean soup. And I grilled the, the, the guy, you know, and I forgot to ask about salt. I, is there any oil? Is there any animal products? Is there la, 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 la. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay. So I got a cup, a cup, eight ounces, a cup. In that one cup, I didn't even get out to the parking lot. And I'm one of the rare people who has actual blood pressure headaches. And I didn't even get out to the car. I had one of the worst headaches that I had had in years. I thought my head was going to split open. And I got on my, my you know, cell phone right away and it's like, how much salt is in the, the black bean soup? 56% of your daily nutritional requirement was in that cup of soup. Mm. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. And it didn't taste salty to me, you know, but I have since learned that soups in restaurants are one of the worst things that you could possibly eat, period because they put in a phenomenal, phenomenal amount of salt. And this was no exception. So I just couldn't believe, I mean, that was more salt I had in that one cup than I probably had it in the last month. Wow. 
And it so was in know, one shot. People don't think about that even a small amount of salt can do such a huge amount of damage to your health. It does. Well, for me, my body is so salt sensitive. I mean, for you, caffeine, for me, I caffeine, bring on the chocolate, baby. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, on. No problem. It's so funny. And, and I think that a lot of people, we do think that everyone can just eat everything, but it, it, there's, there's nuances and differences in, in, in everyone's body. And it, and it, and it, like for me, caffeine is such a big deal. Like I get jittery. I get this feeling like I've got really bad anxiety. Like I'm having a panic attack. My breath, my breathing feels labored and harder to catch a breath. It's just awful. But for somebody else like yourself, you know, you can slam coffee and caffeine and chocolate. Sure. Go right ahead. Yeah. But for me, I mean, salt, salt doesn't make me get those headaches, but it's just, it's just about playing around. And I, I remember when my doctor first said to me, I think I've mentioned this before in this podcast, but he said to me years ago, when I, I went to this new doctor and I said, you know, I want to go back to the beginning. Like, why am I getting MS? And he was very good at looking at your gut health, doing your metal testing. He was very, very great. But he said, oh, you know, what, what, what are you eating? Like, what things don't, don't sit well with you, don't agree with you when you eat them? And I'm like, I don't know. Everything's fine. It's fine. I had no, this was in 2006. And I remember thinking like, what? It's all fine. Like I eat. If I haven't, I, I barely go to the toilet. I go to the toilet for number two is like once every 10 days, but it seems fine. <laughs> I was horrifically constipated and um, I had no clue. And I think a lot of people that just feel like this constant state of, uh, they, they, can't, they, they can't, it's normal. It's a status quo. They can't even think of, is it onion? Is it wheat? Is it this? They have no idea. It's just, you know, not they, I had no idea either until I stripped back my diet. And then now anything that comes in, I'm like, oh, that thing hates me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> once you, I was going to say, once you clean your system out and you put in something, they call it, and on this side of the pond, they call it McDougal's Revenge. So, <laughs> if you put something in that's not good for you, no. your body's going to know it instantly. See, I don't eat pasta because my my husband loves pasta I don't eat pasta even like gluten-free pasta because it's me it's it acts like a glue in my gut like I just like the food yeah. to be whole he's like how can you hate pasta and I'm like, I said because when I eat it it just it's this binding thick heavy gunk in my guts and I just don't feel good I know it tastes good but it just feels horrible once it's in my body but he's just like it's delicious why would you not want to eat pasta I was tutoring one afternoon and this was one of those, uh, you know, mayday, mayday, can you come help? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it was an extended stay. And while I was there, they were cooking and the smells were just making me crazy and just, you know, stimulating hunger. Mm. And when I left there, I was so hungry, so hungry. Mm. And on the way home, I stopped by, there was a bagel place. And I said, I'm just going to get a, a toasted whole wheat bagel. That's all I was going to get. That's all I went in Can't with, hurt. <laughs> with the intention of getting just that. Okay, fine. So the guy comes up and he goes, and I told him I wanted a toasted whole wheat bagel. And he says, we have a new cream cheese. It's got honey and raisins and cinnamon. Do you want that? And I'm like, before I could even think, I'm like, yes. Because I love cream cheese. And so 
He slathered it on there like it was a half an inch thick on both sides. And I ate it like I was a prisoner of war just being released, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and I didn't even get out. I mean, like, it was like 20 minutes from home. Halfway home, it felt like a samurai warrior was in my gut going, hey Take that! Yeah! It was bad. I got home and I started mooing. Ooh, my husband's like, what is wrong with you? And I ate cream cheese. And I was curled up in a fetal position on the bed, mooing. I mean, just, I was in such pain. It's because you stole their milk. (laughs) You became one of them. (laughs) No, but have I had cream cheese since? No, (laughs) no. Because I felt the pain. <laughs> wow. And it, it was really bad. And I don't want that again. I mean, it literally took me about six, seven hours for it to, to go through. I wish I could have thrown it up, you know, and got it out. But it went through and it was going to let me know all the way through that this was not acceptable. <laughs> so, no. I, know, I remember a friend of mine, when I was telling them how sensitive I am, they're like, oh, just go back to eating the way you were. Because now you're like a... F- fairy when it comes to food you know any food makes you feel sick before when you could just eat whatever you wanted why would you want to make and look how sick I was yeah yeah I'm like, oh yeah exactly I had multiple sclerosis and couldn't feel my legs let myself go to the toilet but <laughs> apart from that I could eat anything I wanted <laughs> I could eat anything I wanted <laughs> good point good point yes yeah, so I'd rather have it this way where I'm very sensitive to anything foreign now yeah yes. yeah for sure Yes. So what I was going to say to you is just describe, because I think that, I think people, often we go, we go quickly to the positives, but I think there's a lot of people would, would benefit from hearing. I know that you said you got that, you got that bad fever and then you went to hospital and you almost had a stroke. But before that, what was your life like exercise wise, digestion wise, energy wise, body wise, you know, how did you well, I was overweight. I mean, so, uh, not overweight. I was obese. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. I was, you know, li- literally more than, you know, 100 pounds than what I am now. So, yeah, so I was overweight extremely. I mean, I had good health in general, but I would always get sick. Several times a year, I would get a, a really bad cold and keep it for weeks on end. And I don't see that anymore. My, my health has changed in, in that sense because I don't, and if I do get sick, it's, it's for a short time, for a short period. And I, my, cause my immune system's working. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Excellent. But uh, I think I was always a lot more tired in, in before. And it's, it, and now I have like, my God, boundless energy, boundless at the end of your working day, like, did you find that now, like after work then and after work now? Because I know for me, like I was like napping after work. Like, I would just, all I had to energy for before I changed was getting through, if I was studying university or if I was, if I was working, I would budget the energy required for that task and then I would be wiped out, you know, but as soon as I got home from whatever uni or work, I would yep. be sleeping. Was that similar for you? Where you Absolutely. Like- naps, naps were a part of my life. Yeah. Um, 
They were always part of it because I needed to recharge my body for whatever. And now I, it's a rare day mm-hmm. ever if I take a nap. Rare. Yeah. And but I thought naps, naps were just were, life. <laughs> I thought naps yeah. were life in right. my 20s. Every day was yeah. a nap day. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I always would, would be in, yeah, naps were part of it. And I just always, headaches, headaches were a huge part of my life. I always had just, and not migraines, <clears throat> not migraines, but I always had headaches. Headaches are pretty rare now, unless I have salt, you know, but. So were your headaches, headaches that lasted a long time? I always had headaches. I was, I used to carry around bottles of like ibuprofen or Motrin. I, now it's like, I have to like hunt the house if, to find one, you know, but I would have one in my purse, in my car, in my nightstand. I mean, because I would wake up or have a headache or have one all the time. And I was always constantly popping, you know, ibuprofen all the time. Um, it seemed like I always had a headache, you know, not migraines. And then when I did hit uh, menopause or perimenopause, I started having, oh, this is a great story. Please, share, share. <laughs> this is a great one. Um, I, I started having migraines in when I was like perimenopausal, just before I hit menopause. So I went to my doctor and, and she gave me some medication for the migraines to help with the pain. Okay, fine. She says, but I want you to see a neurologist because this is not normal. Usually people start migraines, they're young and you have them your whole life. And it's not until, because I was, I was in my 40s when, when this started happening. She said, this is not normal. So I went to the neurologist, a specialist now, mind you, in issues with the head. Okay. (laughs) So we did every test known to mankind, sleep tests. I mean, everything. They all came back, nothing. She's like, well, this maybe tumor, you know, and and at the time I had young kids, you know, young teenagers, like 12, 14 years old. And it was just me, you know, raising them by myself. And I started really, absolutely, I mean, this guy, I really thought he was, I should go pick up my casket because he literally, he's like, this is not good. This is, I've never seen this. This is just so unusual. I've, no, I mean, there's got to be some kind of, of tumor that's in there that's causing these migraines because I've never seen this. This is just unheard of, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, for about six, seven months, I was so upset. Seriously. I mean, I, I'm, that was all I could worry about is what's going to happen when, when I, if I die to my, you know, for my kids. What's going to happen? And to the point where I was actually going to a lawyer because, you know, for, for you know, family dynamics and stuff like that. I'm like, what do, what do I do? You know, how, how can I prevent, you know, my kids? You know, how can I provide for them, et cetera, et cetera, if I die? So I go to the gynecologist for my annual check under the hood, you know, with those legs up in the air. Woo. Okay. And she says to me, has anything changed? And I said, yeah, I started getting these migraines. She's like, oh yeah, it's normal. I'm like what? What? She's yeah. When perimenopausal women, I see it all the time. It's because your, your hormones are changing. And she says, once you get through menopause, you'll be fine. I said, you need to go talk to the neurologist. He had me dead. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, I see it all the time. 
And I think this goes back to, to, to my belief that we've gotten away from looking at the body as a body. As a we've, body, as a whole. We've compartmentalized, you know, I went to see a specialist in brain issues. He couldn't tell me. But it was the gynecologist who said, yeah, your hormones are changing. He never once asked how old I was. You know, obviously I wrote it down. But are you starting menopause? Are you starting, are you having issues? Are you having hot flashes? What's going on here? None of those questions. None of those questions. You know, it was like, let's look at the tests. Let's see what we can get. Oh, my God. All these tests are all coming back normal. So, you know, I think we've compartmentalized way too much in terms of specializing because once you, once you start to heal the body, all of it starts yes. to heal. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. did you notice when you ate this way that the migraines improved or was that? No, I don't, I don't have migraines anymore. Gone. Well, I'm also, peri- you know, I'm postmenopausal now. So, so I'm done with that. So and my hormones have, have settled down. But uh, migraines for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't have a food trigger. I mean, my migraines weren't food. My migraines, I think, were more um, exhaustion and stress than anything else. And even though, like right now, I'm still under probably the same amount of stress and my energy levels are phenomenal. I mean, you know, and I get probably get less sleep now than I did when I was getting, when I had migraines. No, I don't have them anymore. I don't have them anymore. So that's another big one. You know, I don't have migraines. So I just wanted to go back to your husband. So I didn't want to forget. I just want to go back because how long had he had MS before he changed his diet? And what was his uh, disease? I think he was diagnosed. Um, he had minor, sim- mild symptoms, you know, um, tingling, you know, loss of feeling, um, especially like the, like a girdle effect around his stomach, you know, uh, none of those, he has none of those now. None. So it was a mild case of, of MS, but immediately they wanted to put him in. He was diagnosed on a Friday. And so how long before? Um, it's about 11 years ago, I guess. 11 years. So when they diagnosed him with it, they gave him a prescription for a medication. And he's kind of cautious. He's not a big pill person. He doesn't like medications. So this was a Friday afternoon, and they gave him the prescription. And he never went to go fill it. And Saturday, he didn't fill it. Sunday, he didn't go either. Monday, he gets a call from the doctor's office saying, "Um, did you fill your prescription? He said, no. And he says, well, don't, because they pulled the drug off the market because it's killing people. Oh, gosh. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So, and that's one of the things, if you start to look at a lot of the drugs, you know, for MS, start to ask questions about the drugs and what's the effectiveness and what is this going to do and how is this going to help my life? Mm. You know? And, and I think that's the thing is we didn't want to live with MS. No. We wanted to heal, heal his body. Mm. And, and we have. So, so how was it for him? Did you both make the switch at the same time? Like who's, who found this way of eating and, Inflicted it on the other person. <laughs> and, well, and, let's put it and, this and way. Was he, was he happy to go along? Or was he like, well, oh, I love all of the delicious meats, cheeses, eggs, things that I don't miss? He's the kind of person that if you put food in front of him, he'll eat it. Yeah. And it's funny because he'll still say to me to this day, you know I don't like soup, right? 
<laughs> I know. I know you don't like soup. And I put a bowl of soup in front of him and I'll scarf it right down and go, yeah, that was pretty good. But you know, I don't like soup, right? <laughs> right. Got it. You know, because I think he grew up, uh, we have a company here called Campbell's Soup, you know, yeah, and yeah, we have that instant, yeah, instant soup, you know, and out of the can and, you know, and it's like, my soups are like, not even close to that, you know, he's like, this is really good. And I'm like, I know. It's, it's not a can of Campbell's tomato soup. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So his, his, his mom wasn't a big, big cook. She was very much into the 1950s, you know, convenience. Let's have the TV dinners and, you know, cans of soup and, uh, you know, kind of thing. Okay. So, so if he, how is it for him? Cause I know like my dad, he has prostate cancer currently and he, um, like it's all well and good when he's at home and I filled his house, emptied his house of processed junk food and everything, but at, and he's okay. But if you know, a friend comes over or if he goes out and they make non-whole food, plant-based food, he just eats it. Um, was it, was it, was your husband, did you have, did either of you have any like, oh, socializing, interacting is very tricky. Like I'm just going to eat. It is hard because especially because like uh, both sides of our family, have not embraced this in any way, shape or form. I'm one of four, one of five siblings and the other four all have major health issues. Huge. I mean, obese, you know, wow. And I'm the only one who's changed my health destiny. And so it's tough going over because uh, my family likes to eat. There's no, I mean, that's, Food is the center part of any family get together, and the more calorically rich it is, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you could, we win the Olympic sport of high caloric density foods. We'd win hands down, hands down. We got it covered. So, I mean, and and it's still really tough when we go to family events. A couple of my strategies is literally. I'm not kidding you. As we're pulling into the driveway, I'm shoving food in my face. Carrots and celery and potatoes and, you know, rice and, you know, until I can't, it's called, did you ever see a movie called Gone with the Wind? Yes. Okay. Mammy wouldn't let Scarlett go to the party unless she had a tray. Okay. That's my strategy. Yeah. I'm okay. very similar. I have a whole bag of food and I eat in the car. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the way. Like, I just don't want to, I don't want to be at all hungry. Exactly. So if I'm not hungry, I can resist it more. So like, cause there will be, uh, my downfall is Cape Cod potato chips or Frito-Lay corn chips. And if they're on the table, I can't stop. It's the, it's the food addict. I call it my inner raccoon. It comes out, okay, and it's going. There's no stopping it. It's gonna get it. So, and I, I will eat some potato chips, but I cannot. I, I can only eat like one or two because I can't. Literally, the food is like right up to here. I mean, I can't eat another bite. Seriously. So, so that's one strategy. But the other strategy is I will make sure that I have some food. Like for example. Um, like a, like a cheese, like we've got like Kite Hill cheeses. Um, these are like, they, they, they taste exactly like a cream cheese. Exactly. But it's all plant-based. 
So there's a Kite Hill is another one. Um, Kite Hill or Treeline. Treeline Cheese is another one. They're amazing. So I will break down and buy a container of that just so that I can have some crackers and I'll bring like some rice crackers and I'll have some of those. Those are like my new potato chips. So I'll bring something that I can eat that's a treat for me that I don't eat this, you know, eat this because I eat low caloric density because I'm still on a weight loss. So I'm on a journey. And uh, so those are, you know, a couple of strategies. Then I'll bring a big salad for everybody because everybody eats salad. Okay, fine. So I'll bring a dressing and uh, then I'll bring a dessert that everybody, <laughs> chocolate peanut butter pie. How can you not go wrong? You know? Yeah. So I'll bring that and everybody loves that. They see that and their eyes light up. Okay, fine. Because it's banging the pleasure center. Fine. I get it. You know, it's, but, but I can have some of that, you know, and I'll have a little bit and not a lot, but I'll have a little bit of it because I know I can have it and it's not going to make me sick. So I'll have some of that. And then uh, we have, it's called Plant Pure Nation. I don't know if you've heard of that. The, uh, from the movie. The name. The, well, there's the movie Plant Pure Nation. And because of that, they started this movement across the United States. And they've gotten pods around the world, too, where they've created groups of people that get together. Um, and they're doing it at the grassroots level because it's not going to come from the top down in any way, shape, or form. We've got to do it ourselves. So anyway, they've created a food line uh, called Plant Pure Nation, Plant Pure Food. And they've actually got it in the southern part of the United States. There's a grocery store chain called Publix. And so they've got their frozen. And you can buy them at the Publix grocery store. But we can also order them online here. And when you order them online, they come to your doorstep frozen with dry ice. So when I bought an extra little freezer just for these foods, and we'll keep them in there. So like, like if we go to an event like this, we'll take some, you know, and I've got, they're called uh, mini hot logics. They're these little warming ovens. And this is what I use in my classroom to heat my, my food up every day. So I, I make my own food, but I use this to heat it up because I don't use a microwave. So, so we will bring these little warming ovens. We'll plug them in someplace off to the side. So while everybody's having their dinner, you know, we've got our entree and salad and we've had some hors d'oeuvres and then I have some dessert. So I'm good. I can, you know, and I can handle it. So, you know, I won't eat much, you know, but I will have, you know, like some potato chips, but I'll make darn sure that when I walk in the door, (laughs) right up to here so that I can't put in another, another bite. So Mammy would have been proud. Very good. good. That's my strategy. No, that's a good, that's good. And I think um, we're speaking about Andrew Spudfit Taylor and I'm just going to speak about him again that what you're saying really resonates with me because I too am a food addict and I think a lot of people are. And so I'm still on a weight loss journey. And I've, even though I've lost, well, we've got measuring kilos here, but so for me, I've lost about 35 kilos. I, um, he says, you know, make your food boring, make your life interesting. And when you're talking about your family and talking about and my family, like most of my friends, everyone, it's all about the food. It's always about the food, you know, but if it's, if it's about the connection, if it's about there's so many other things, like you're talking about kayaking or, you know, walking, hiking, you know, last night was yesterday was Valentine's day here. And even though I'm not really big into the, the consumerist side of Valentine's day, my husband and I've got two small kids and we thought, you know, I'm just going to 
get my pe- my mother-in-law. See, she'll come and just mine them for two hours and we'll go. But it was very windy. We're going to go for a hike. It was very dangerously windy up here in the hills to walk out in the trees. Like our, our limbs of our trees just fall off and it wasn't safe to go hiking. And then it was, it was rainy and we thought, oh, it's not really a great, we're going to have a picnic. And we ended up going and getting like pizza, whole food, no cheese, pizza. That was all that there really was. I was thinking that's the best option, and it and it was wasn't it wasn't great, and we both felt gross today. But um, yeah, because we're just trying to find something to do together, and it's about finding those things you can do together that aren't around food. You know, not everything has to be around food. And we went for a walk because the sun came out as soon as we stopped eating, of course, and the wind <laughs> stopped. And we went for a little walk, but um, like it was a fairly decent, not low salt, low oil pizza, but it still doesn't feel great. But yeah, so it's just trying to rethink like that, make your food, more make your life interesting. Like how, what else can you do in those situations? How else can you find joy and happiness rather than finding it in, on your plate and in your mouth? I'm still learning that everyone. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just pointing it out as a, as a, it's a really great way of trying to change your, your thinking. Yeah. That's true. It's true. And, but also changing the food too. I mean, the food's amazing. I did a great video because I work with Kim Campbell. Uh, we have a show called plant-based living with Kim, Kim and Jean. And we talk about plant-based living and it, we've, we we do a lot of different things throughout the show. I got tired of people thinking that that we eat grass, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and leaves and and a dirt of air <laughs> and salads. Yeah, that's all you eat is salads. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. So 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 I made Kim Campbell is an amazing photographer. She does a lot of. She's got written uh, two amazing cookbooks. Really, really good ones. The Plant Pure Nation cookbook and Plant Pure Kitchen. I highly recommend these these cookbooks. Amazing. I've got a cookbook obsession, and I just bought three. I will have to buy this one, but don't tell my husband. <laughs> Your secret safe. <laughs> no, seriously, and because I I share the same obsession. Uh, spices also is an obsession with me. Spices are huge. So, yeah. So she takes a lot of the pictures herself and she's an amazing photographer. So she gave me a bunch of her pictures. So I put together like about a two minute video that, you know, you think I'm plant-based and I eat salads. No. (laughs) And I made a montage. Each picture was one second again, again. And the, the pictures are amazing. They're amazing. So, so I took her pictures and my pictures and put them together into this to this great video. So. I'm excited to find the recipe for your peanut butter and chocolate pie. <laughs> it's on the website, starchqueens.net. Starchqueens. There. Is it .net or .com? .net. .net. Starchqueens.net. Yeah, it's there. And it's, uh, I'm not going to lie, it's high caloric density. Woo, doggies. We don't, we only make this special occasions. So it's a Christmas. <laughs> okay. Because I've made one before, like when I'm, just for my husband, but mine was with tofu, but it was peanut butter and chocolate with tofu yep. in a pie. Yep. But I, I'd like to hear yours without tofu. Yeah, 
Nope, it is, I, that's with, it's with tofu. Yes, with tofu. Ah, oh, so it might yeah. be. I want to see if it, what the difference is then, because I make, okay. I love peanut butter chocolate, so I'd love to see what the difference is and see if we both magically made the same pie. <laughs> <laughs> for our yeah, love for yeah. peanut butter mm-hmm. and chocolate. We just. Oh my god. Yep, absolutely. No, for sure. It's so good. Um, I don't really have many more questions, but if you wanted to talk more about your work and the things that you're doing, that would be awesome. Well, one of the things we started to do, you know, I started a, a, a pod group for Plant Pure Nation. So I have Plant Based Westchester. And I started, uh, I was on the phone talking with a friend, a girlfriend, and we were both whining that we, you know, needed to lose weight. She's like, yeah, I can't lose weight. Yeah. Okay, fine. So I said, Let's challenge each other. Now, I, I'm a consultant for Pure Haven Essentials, and these are products that are completely... This company line was started by a girl who was 15 years old. She read the Environmental Working Group and saw the reports, all the toxins that were in the personal care products. Anyway, so I said to her, okay, here's a bet. Loser has to buy the winner anything they want from the line. She's like, you're on. I love that stuff. Okay. And I posted it in my Facebook group. And within five minutes, I had three other women who were like, I'm in. And we did 10-day challenge. And we, we, all, we all lost weight. We all lost weight. So it was great. It was awesome. And then I, we did it another round. And then we had, I don't know, maybe about 15, 18 people in the challenge. And then a friend of mine who's uh, got a group over in California, she says, I'm challenging my group to your group. Let's see who can win, you know, percent. We went by percent weight loss uh, because obviously, you know, if you lose, uh, if you have, a, if you're 150 pounds and you lose 10 pounds, you know, that's the same as somebody who's 300 pounds and loses, you know, five pounds or no, wait, backwards, 150 pounds, you lose five pounds. That's 300 pounds. Somebody loses 10, you know, so we went by the percent weight loss of the, the body weight. So anyway, so we started doing this and we divided the country up. <laughs> East of the Mississippi went to my group. <laughs> West of the Mississippi went to her group. And then we started, and we got up to like, be like over a hundred people each for 10 days <laughs> doing That's these amazing. challenges. That's so good. And then, we, and then we said, you know, we need to spread this out. And then we started doing these plant-based towns. So we have plant-based your town. So we have uh, two groups in Canada. We have a couple of groups. I think we've got one coming up in England. We've got uh, a couple uh, all over the United States. And there's no geography police. You know, if you want to join this group and this group, go ahead. But we've got one, like, for example, the woman who does plant-based Chicago. She is completely bilingual in English and Spanish. So she's got one group in English and one group in Spanish. And she does it both. So, and I've done like educational lectures on my, on the Starch Queens website on, under videos, one of the, under the educational part, the first three are lectures that I've done on what is a whole food plant-based, then uh, how do you begin, and then tips and tricks. So there's three educational videos, and I also have a YouTube channel. So she's going to, she's going to work. What's your YouTube channel called? Starch Queens. Nope, nope. Jean Schumacher, because this was before I started the Starch Queens. So it's Jean Schumacher, Plant Powered. Wow. So, okay. so she and I are taking my first lecture that I did on what is whole food plant-based living and we're in the process of translating it into Spanish. Now I'm pretty fluent in Spanish, but she has no accent in either language. 
And so it's phenomenal. You know, it's, wow. it's rare that you find someone mm. that bilingual. So mm. she can read, write, and, and, and speak both languages perfectly. So, and it was interesting for us to find a translation for whole food plant-based because it doesn't translate directly into Spanish. Oh, wow. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, it didn't. So we kept going back and forth a lot mm-hmm. uh, till we finally came up with comida a base de plantas. So oh, food wow. that is the base of plants. <laughs> 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 but it works in Spanish. Okay, <laughs> great. That's so, good. So we're going to come out with uh, a, you know, a, a lecture um, for people who only speak Spanish because there's a definite need. Because one of the things I've seen, I spent a lot of time in Central and South America. I spent about 13 years traveling and working uh, abroad. And I have seen, especially around my area where I live, there's like pockets, like, like up in uh, Ossining, New York, there's like, like it's like um, Ecuador. Ecuador has left the country, Ecuador, and has moved up to peak skill. And it's crazy. I mean, you know, another part of the of this area, you'll find people from from Peru. Another mm-hmm. part, you'll see them from Colombia. Mm-hmm. And interesting. And I lived all over Central and South America. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they leave South America and come here and start eating the standard American diet, yeah. they all get sick. They get yeah. sick, fat and sick. Mm-hmm. So, welcome so to the United sad. States. <laughs> Bien, bienvenido. Oh. So, so, yeah. So when I so see it, so I know. Need. There's a huge need for this. There's a huge need. Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh, yes. So definitely. So we're gonna we're working on that. But we've got about 20, 27 towns, plant-based your towns. So if anybody's listening out there and wants to start a group in your area, because we connect like once a month, uh, we do it, we connect um, using Zoom and we meet and talk and you know how's it going how's your group going some of them are actually still doing 10-day challenges for free now nancy and i have partnered together and we started this plant-based lifestyle teaching and weight loss program because weight loss is a side effect of this so we started doing a lot of this and helping people to to change their health destiny so we've got an amazing group of people uh, the January, our numbers in, in 30 days, we had uh, a range of three pounds to 20 pounds. Average was seven, about seven and a half pounds that they lost in, in 30 days. The group weight total was, we lost a, together as a group, 111 pounds. So, so great. yeah, no, it's amazing. I mean, it is work. It works. It works. And the food is great. And so, yeah. So that's what I'm real busy with that. We do um, a Tuesday nights. We do talking Tuesdays. We do Q and A's um, here. Uh, it's uh, eight o'clock Eastern standard time, five o'clock uh, Pacific. We do Q and A's with the starch Queens. We call it talking Tuesdays. So anybody can join that. That's on our starch Queens page. Uh, but we take the questions from our group first. So and answer those questions. And then uh, we have, I do a weekly webinar on something like the topic coming up this week is on uh, essential oils and weight loss. But topics that I've covered have been um, toxins. As you start to lose weight, you're going to start to release toxins and to recognize that, to recognize the symptoms, understand what impact that's going to have on your life because it is totally. Um, 
So yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. So we do a lot of things that are not just about the food, although we do teach, we do teach, you know, I did a, a webinar on tips and tricks, so, you know, you know, and things that somebody might not know about, you know, that we've taken for granted now, you know, in cooking this way. It's actually so. difficult because you do take so, so many things for granted. Um, after a while. But I was on that topic. I was going to ask you three, your three biggest tips, your three best tips that if you're willing to for adopt, adopting this whole for people who are like considering it, but like, Oh, sounds really hard. What would be your like gateway entry? Tip? Well, first thing I would say, if first of all, you have to know your why. Yes. You have to understand why you're doing this because this is not just, oh, I'm going to go on a diet. No. This is not a diet. This no. is a lifestyle. It is. Okay. So you have to know your why. Mm -hmm. You have to understand why you're doing this. Mm -hmm. It's not to say that you're going to make mistakes, but you have to understand why you're doing this. I mean, you had a motivation clearly for your health. I had a motivation for my health. No question about it. So somebody, if they're, if they're, you know, dealing with health issues. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, um, you, you have to know why that's the first part. Uh, number two, I would say check with your doctor. Most likely he or she is not going to have a clue what you're talking about. Okay. They don't understand about plant-based living. They don't know. They don't, they've not read the research. They're not up on it. Here's another pill have another drug, you know, let's write another prescription. So, but if you are changing this and you are diabetic or if you have high blood pressure, you can come off like in 10 days, your blood pressure can drop so much that if you continue to take the medication, it'll drop your blood pressure too low and you could pass out, you know, or if you're diabetic and you're taking so much medication that your blood sugars are going to change very quickly, very quickly. So you have to understand a little bit about this. You have to educate yourself a little bit. But here's my thought is, what have you got to lose? I mean, I, personally, myself, I don't want to be on the medical treadmill. We just, um, my mother-in-law just passed away from uh, shit Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Now, she is 19 years older than my husband. Mm -hmm. My husband's 60. Yeah. 79. She just died. She went into the nursing home with Alzheimer's at 72. Okay. So I need you to understand this. She should not have been sick. She should not have had Alzheimer's. And I'm just getting ready to start. I just finished a series with Dr. Neil Barnard. Um, he wrote a book called Fabulous Book. If you have not read it, mm. anybody out there, please listen. The Cheese Trap. You yeah. need to read this book and understand it. So I did a five-part series with Dr. Barnard on this book because it was so powerful to me. Because wow. it talks about the cheese, the, how addictive, addicting cheese. cheese is. So the next series I'm doing with him is called, the. Uh, and if you have not read this one, this is a fantastic book called Fat Power Foods for the Brain. I've and never even heard of it. I've heard of The Cheese Trap. But so he wrote a book called Power Foods for the Brain. Power Foods for the Brain. And I'm doing a new series with him starting, um, I have, uh, we're starting next week. And it, you know, it usually takes me about a week to edit because I put a lot of information back into the, to the videos to, to add it on. 
but it's a, it's going to be powerful. And it's all about the metals. It's all about the, the toxins that are in your body and how you can change it. So wow. it's going to be powerful, but my mother-in-law shouldn't have died and she's only 19 years older. So yeah. my husband's 60. So in 12 years, you know, from him, he's going to be 72. He's not going to be going into a nursing home. Both of us do not want to be this way. We do not want to be in a nursing home, you know, waiting to die. Exactly, exactly. So we've changed our health destiny. That is so wonderful. That is so wonderful. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Absolutely. I've really enjoyed speaking with you and meeting with I you have and hearing your story. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. It was great. And I totally enjoyed it and uh, love to connect again at some point. Yes, please. I'd love to. Because we're kind of doing the same thing. You yeah. Know? Usually, usually I'm the interviewing with the other people. So. Yeah. So and it was nice to share my story for you. So if you need to interview, if you, you know, if you, anything you need, let me know. I'm, I'm here to help. I'd be happy to help. All right. Thank well. you so much. I better get off and go do my kids stuff and everything today. But thank you very much. It was so wonderful. Thank you so much, Jean. I loved talking to you. Thank you for sharing your your story and just, yeah, it was very, very just interesting and fascinating to listen to your journey and your work and the work that you're doing. And I'm so grateful because this you know, you're spreading this work, this way of eating, this way of living to so many across the whole entire world. And that is just wonderful for all those people out there who are finding you and working with you and finding out about this way of eating through your YouTube channel. So thank you and thank you for taking the time to speak with me and thank you for interviewing me as well. It was very fun and just funny and interesting. Uh, um, Yes, so thank you again and thank you all for listening. And if you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe. I put out new episodes every Sunday slash Monday, except for this week and last week when it's going to be like Thursday both weeks. Uh, I can't explain. (laughs) It's just just been a bit of a full-on time. So... That's just what's happened, so I apologise. But in the meantime, scroll back. There's episodes about rheumatoid arthritis, about polycystic ovarian syndrome, about type 2 diabetes, about breast cancer, about heart disease, about MS, about just so many different Hashimoto's, so many different conditions that this diet has helped and their stories are so inspiring. I love making, making this podcast because I love myself getting these weekly doses of hope. It is just... For for me, it just reinforces this way of eating and this way of life and it reminds me again, even though my great health reminds me, listening to these wonderful stories from these people who have done the research, tried it for themselves. You know, it, it might not work for everyone, but it's working for many, many people. And that is something to really hold on to. It's not saying don't go with your doctor. You know, it's not saying this is the magic pill that's going to save every humanity. It's just saying this is hope. This is an option you should very much consider. If you're feeling horrible, try eating plants as well as getting second, third, fourth, fifth opinions, working with specialists, working with your medical team, your healthcare team, Whoever you want to work with, work with them, but also just try a whole food. And 
it's really great to try and find a GP or a nutritionist or a naturopath who is supportive, um, really supportive of this way of eating because most doctors aren't. They don't know about it. They're not experienced in it. And that can be a huge challenge because you walk in the door and they say, there's no science to diet. You know, just eat whatever you want or you might you get anemic or you'll get this or you get that. Find a person who is an expert in this, like the doctors in this podcast. They're out there. They might be hard to find, but find them. And they're the ones that can really help you thrive on this lifestyle. If you're concerned for your health, definitely try to work with a professional that is supportive of this way of eating. And yes, if you haven't yet left me a rating or a review on iTunes, it would mean a lot to me because it helps promote this podcast, which means that more people find it and more people can get this message. And that is just such a gift to me and such a gift for anyone who might be like me out there who doesn't hasn't yet found it at this podcast or this way of living or this or haven't read the books or, you know, stumbled across this way of eating. It just helps. It's another way to help them find this way of eating and maybe help them out in the process as far as improving their own health, which is all I'm really, you know, this is my whole purpose of this podcast. That would really, really be a great gift to me if you could write a kind, obviously, review, because if you're just going to say, oh, you know, your voice is terrible and the production's awful, (laughs) then I'll just cry. (laughs) But if you're happy with, you know, like getting the, the, the content of the interviews because the rest, you know, is a work in progress. So thank you very much. And if you don't have an iPhone and you're thinking, where else can I listen to these? I'm obviously listening to it right now, so you've figured it out. But, I mean, if you have a friend or a family member who doesn't have an iPhone and they want to listen to it too, it's available on Android on the Stitcher app, Stitcher app. And you can also find it on my website. So that's Nidja, C-O-R-R-N-E-N-I-J-J-E-R.com. Um, all the episodes are up there in the podcast section of the website. So, yeah, and just have a great day. (laughs) If you're listening to this, have a great day. I hope you enjoyed your run or your drive or however you are listening to me and and Jean today. And I look forward to talking to you next week where I'm pretty sure next week I interviewed an incredible woman who was living with Crohn's disease So, yeah, I really hope that you can come along next week and listen to Christine tell her story about how a low-fat whole food plant-based diet helps her heal her Crohn's disease. So, yeah, stay tuned. Subscribe so that you get that episode in your iTunes account. I don't know what things are called. Yes, do that. It'll be great. Take care and I'll see you next week.